You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. 12 past 11 on SAFM. Today we're visiting the Nguate municipality in Paris in the Free State in our Municipal Watch segment. They, if you remember, were in the news earlier this year when the Supreme Court of Appeal ruled that ESCOM can't cut off their electricity supply despite them owing more than a billion rand at a time. Remember, uh, they were in the news for not having electricity sometimes for 11 hours of load shedding a day. And one of the other controversies that they had uh, last year was that of uh, erecting a statue that cost 3.3 million rand at the never-used Fezilet Derby Stadium, uh, something which upset the Dumahula residents in one of the townships. Young people there, uh, you know, are crying. In fact, young people everywhere, as we know, are crying for job opportunities. How are they turning things around, seeing we've re- uh, re- recently come out of uh, the local government elections to, to discuss the state of Nguate? Uh, and I have to also declare we had invited the mayor, Victoria Tibier Mtombeni, the executive mayor of the Nwate municipality in Paris, as we were trying to get her on the line for this interview. Uh, we're told the mayor is currently in a meeting. We're uh, hoping that uh, that meeting at some point when it ends, the mayor will be able to join the discussion. But we also had uh, invited Selma Kok, who is the member of the Nwate resident Association and also their councillor in the municipality. So we'll start the conversation with Selma with the hope of the executive mayor joining in later. Selma, good morning. Thank you for your time. How did we even get to a place where the municipality owed as much as it did to ESCOM and you ending up going to the Supreme Court of Appeal? Yes, that was actually a business forum in, in Paris. Thank you very much for the opportunity, by the way. Um, yes, um, it was just an undoable situation. You cannot uh, run a town or live in a town where you don't have, you have rotational um, electricity outage. Then from ESCOM, then from a local municipality. It was just uh, undoable. People had to go to other towns to to go and shower and have uh, and, and and do their daily uh, preparations for their for their uh, for their businesses. So uh, I think that pushed um, uh, local residents also to to take up that um, uh, gauntlet and and go to the Supreme Court to have that stopped um, because it's none of their doing. Many of our uh, residents pay pay prepaid electricity. So even now, uh, last week we had an outage, and um, people are asking, well, we're paying prepaid. Why can't we pay directly to ESCOM, for instance? Why mm. should we pay Nungwati and not um, and directly to ESCOM? So that, that, those are questions that are um, uh, occupying the minds of the residents at the moment. Yeah. So, so, so when you say the electricity was rotational with uh, ESCOM and then the local supplier sort of, uh, you know, are uh, each taking turns at load shedding you, what did an average day look like for a resident of that municipality in terms of access to electricity? Yes, yeah, so you would have days where you start in the morning, uh, there would be outage in the morning and then there would be outage in the afternoons, it, there was a roster for every area of the town. And now we're, we're talking just about parades, all right? So, um, because Nguati has five towns. So that was that was our lives, you know? So you had to prepare. You come home from, from work, there's no electricity to make food. Next morning, maybe you have to get up early to wash the kids. 
because for us it means electricity outage doesn't mean there's water because our water works are also dependent on electricity. Mm, mm. We don't have backup generators or anything like that. So mm. you would be sitting there for, like you said, 11 hours, six hours a day without electricity. Mm, mm. In in uh, court papers, ESCOM had uh, labeled uh, the Nwate municipality uncooperative. What? Do, how do you interpret that? Yes, I, I, um, I can't speak for the old um, for the old uh, council that was before uh, the new ele- newly elected council, but I think um, maybe the I, I can't I can't really make an, a pronouncement on on what happened there. Mm. But I think um, I think the current current uh, municipal council there's goodwill to work with uh, with ESCOM, mm. but I would think that our uh, mayor can can give you more information on that. Yeah. So I mean, where where are you now? Because uh, you know you speak uh, for both the residents association and uh, you also are a, a councillor in uh, the municipality. Where are you now in terms of issues of payment uh, for services to ESCOM? Yes, yeah, so what we would like to do as a residence association, because we don't have a political agenda, we are here for the interest of our community. Mm. And with that, um, I don't know, as you know, there are a lot of, of laws that actually govern local government. And um, also uh, regarding the, the negotiations with ESCOM, that would be um, our uh, uh, our our mayor would be involved in those negotiations. Mm. Um, and I would imagine also the financial officer. And I think um, it's it's all about relationships. Yeah. And at the moment, with the past five years, I think there's become, there's a, there's a brokenness in our, in our relationship with local government, with the, uh, the, the councillors, with administration. So that is something that will need to be worked on mm. to, to rebuild the relationship between our communities and our uh, administration. Yeah. And you spoke of, uh, you know, the linkage, of course, uh, of uh, water and electricity in terms of issues of supply mm-hmm. and equipment. Uh, was there any damage uh, that was done as a result of the recurring load shed- shedding of the municipality to the, you know, the, the resources that, that the municipality uses to get water and sewage systems? Uh, in terms of damage, damage yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's just you can't you can't switch on everything at the same time. You have to do it uh, like with the water. The moment there's no water, you can't just open the taps and everything flows, and you know, you otherwise you'll burst the pipes. So you have to be careful, and and people are then waiting for water to come through again. Um, it also means that um, as a local municipality, we're breaking the law because every time there's no electricity sewage runs raw into our Val River mm, because mm. the pump station is out of action. So um, in that way, we're also damaging the environment. Mm. Uh, did you dispute the debt uh, as a municipality? Were you at all disputing the debt? And if, if so, why? why? Why went you paying? Why did it reach the levels that it did? I would I would suggest also for that question to be referred to the mayor, Um uh, in this instance, uh, I would not like to um, elaborate on that. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. in, in, in your capacity as someone who speaks also on behalf of the residents, there was that mm-hmm. issue of that uh, uh, statue. The the the, mm. the the statue that was never used at the I mean the statue that was put at that never used stadium the stadium called Fezile Dabi Stadium. Yes. Speaking in yes. your capacity as a member of the uh, Ngwate Residents Association, mm-hmm. tell me your take on the issue of the statue. All right, I think that's an unfortunate decision um, that was taken, which the the residents didn't take kindly to. The thing is. Um, we are busy with the integrated development planning and consulting the public on that. And we, as a residents' association, also raised the issue of our stadiums because it's not just the Zili Darby uh, Stadium that is standing there. Uh, the lights are burning, but nobody's playing in it. There's also other stadiums um, in Fort, for instance, uh, Kopis, um that are dilapidated. They are just standing there because they're getting vandalized. So um, that is also money lost, besides the statue of $3 million. I mean, um, I think a lot of people don't even know where it is at this moment. So it was, uh, yeah, I, I can't say we can't perpetuate these bad decisions anymore. We cannot be accountable for them to the community. Now, mm. Because in many instances, we weren't, um, uh, I mean, we were not... Uh, 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 consulted on that, you know, so we were just faced with, uh, yeah, here's something yeah. that's a better complete. That's fascinating to me because 112 million, right, for uh, that stadium and actually phase one. Mm. of that stadium uh, was uh, 112 million. Uh, the, f- the construction of phase two, uh, what kinds of discussions do you have as council in terms of the construction of phase two, the usage of the stadium even? At the moment, um, I, I don't think we've had any discussions on that so far. Um, I believe there needs to be, I think it was also, um, I think 20, 2013, um, it was finished um, and had to be given to the community for for use. I just don't, I'm not sure. I think there are some administrative things that still need to be, need to happen, and I'm sure um, I, I think it was mentioned in our integrated development plan that that should also be the case, not just um, not just in Paris, but also in our other towns. The communities need to use the stadiums that were built for them. Mm. Are they, uh, as you and I are having this conversation, they're still not being used? Um, if, if, no, it's not used. The, the big one in Paris is not used. Uh, the people, um, kids are playing and adults. I mean, uh, we've come, got some veteran teams as well. They're playing on a gravel piece of land next to the stadium. That is unacceptable. Hmm. 85 million rents, by the way, for phase two of uh, that, exactly. uh, that, that that stadium. So there's another 85 million rent that is going to be pumped on top of the 112 yeah. million. But maybe we then go back to the issue of the e- electricity. Uh, okay, so the Supreme Court of Appeal ruled that, you know, you can't be cut off. But what happens going forward? Because at a certain point, that debt has to be surfaced. Yes. And I think it's it's more than um, I think the amount is around about 1.5 billion, if I'm uh, speaking correctly. Um, yeah, so we will have to see, um, and, and I think that is one. I mean, we're five months into um, the five-year term now, and I think we, as a council, and 
are just coming to terms with what is actually happening in the municipality, what has been left for us as a legacy, what do we need to pick up and what do we need to look at as a priority, of which the finances is one of the prime issues that we need to look at. We're getting a qualified opinion from the Auditor General, which has been coming for a couple of years now, and we need to improve on that. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, and a lot of things that are assumed by the public, uh, we come to see, but it's not in place. And things really need radical turnaround and radical change. So, um, and that is where um, councillors, especially, you know, we we are not fighting other political parties and we don't want to just check a box and say, well, we've done public participation or this. We really need input from the community and work with the community to uh, get our town up and running again. We're talking about local economic development, but you can't do local economic development if your basic services like water and electricity is not in place. Yeah. You say you want input from uh, the community, Selma. Uh, and and uh, I know that you're a member of the Nwate Residents Association. So, I mean, if, if uh, you're a member of the association, who, uh, in the absence of input from a community, who sits in the association? And what kinds of conversations do you have in the association to try and turn your town around? Mm-hmm. So we are basically... Ordinary residents, um, we are community activists um, who care deeply for our communities. We also said after the elections, we are just going to continue what we've been doing in the communities before. What we've done, um, in 2011, the youth unemployment rate was already 45%. We see a lot of our youth, um, they've just matriculated, but they're unemployed. Or some of them have studied, they come back with degrees, but they're still unemployed. Um, so we're focusing on that. We are also in Parish, we're a tourist town. So um, how can a tourist town next to a river not have water and all of these issues? So basically what we've done is um, we've initiated um, a, uh, we've initiated uh, Nungwati Warriors, and that is basically a group of residents coming together, either making donations or really physically getting into the streets, cleaning the streets, the parks. And what we want to do with that is also create jobs. Mm. Um, because we have a big recycling and upcycling opportunity here that we are not using. We are recycling some of the, of the waste, but not everything. And we want to do that holistic thing and, and, and recycle all, uh, whatever we can. And there uh, is an employment opportunity, not just for the youth, but for everybody who is currently unemployed. We want to focus on education, information, focus on our schools, educate the children, because I can take you to a storage leak at this present moment and you will find all kinds of stuff in the water. So we need to educate our communities. So it will be a whole holistic approach to our communities. Even if there are services that our, that our municipality are struggling to uh, deliver, make, make room for corporate, for public-private partnerships. We have a beautiful um, mimosa garden. Um, make it a community project. Mm. When, you, when, when people are involved in community projects, they don't destroy it. Mm. They care for it. Yeah. You can even... Yeah, sorry. No, go on. I'm listening to you. 
No, the thing is, um, we sit with a vast resource. We're very close to universities. Hmm. We have the uh, um, technical um, universities. We have um, Northwest University. We have the Val Triangle, all those technical um, universities. And we can um, actually get them involved, see how Hmm. we can make uh, um, a tourist attraction sustainable. We have Fredefort. We are in the midst of the Fredefort Dome, which is a World Heritage Site. Mm. And Fredefort, the one small town, is not profiting from any of the tourism. Yeah, There's it's very it's very disappointing that the mayor couldn't be here because it was so, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, scheduled ahead of time, this interview, and there had been a commitment that was made to us that the mayor, Victoria Dibirm Tombeni, would come on the radio and uh, represent uh, the issues that we wanted to talk about uh, regarding even issues of water supply uh, because uh, it sounds like uh, there's a major interruption with uh, water supply, even though ESCOM has, you know, Giving you back your lights to, uh, mm-hmm. I suppose to 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 some extent. What do water supply issues look like as as we're talking? All right. So um, I think I said in another interview. We, I think we have ninety six JoJo tanks in Tumahole Skonkenwall um, at this very moment. So I, if you'd go there over the Easter weekend, you'd find that the JoJo tanks are empty. Hmm. Um, some of them I've heard that you fill them and then uh, the water just runs out underneath. That is unacceptable. And we need to step up to the plate and do something about that. We have tankers. People were complaining because the tankers have been um, sourced from uh, KwaZulu-Natal. So I don't know how that's what's going around in the community. So um, those things are unacceptable. We put our local businesses first. That's how it should be. At the moment, um, people have to walk with five-liter cans, uh, um, water bottles, from town to Tumole, which is about uh, one or two kilometers away. Yeah. So um, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we're out of time, Salma, but thank you uh, for uh, seeing to your end of the commitment and uh, talking in your capacity as member of the Residents Association and councillor in uh, the municipality. And if you live in the Nwata municipality, you are welcome to call us anytime on our studio line or send a voice note to talk to us from a resident's perspective about what life is like there for you in light of uh, the discussion or uh, seemingly also the stadium, this, uh, uh, what, what is it called? It's called the uh, Fezilet Davi Stadium. Uh, over 112 million in it, 85 still needed to be done with uh, the project. Uh, if you live near it, tell me what's going on there uh, now as uh, we are having this conversation. The spotlight was on the Nguate municipality in uh, Paris in the Free State. It's 11.31. Utsile Saku is standing by with the news headlines.